so I, if you saw our announcement, we, we tried to record this last week while I was in Florida. Actually, was at his place. Maggie was at her place. Jake was also with poor internet problems like I had. So uh, this episode just didn't happen last week like it should. So we're at episode 163, The Redux, part two, volume two, version two. It's really a shame because they, they clearly missed the best episode ever, uh, of course. That is definitely why oh, yes. uh, we felt okay scrapping it. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was, it, it, it was, a, I'd say pretty busy uh, week last week, just because that's the nature of the spring. That being said, and Jack can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's been too much earth shaking Georgia tech news the past month. We've just been in the steady grind of softball, baseball, especially now that men's women's basketball is over and, and swimming yeah. is, is wrapped up. It's, it's the tennises, it's the stickball sports, um, you know, we, we've got some spring spring off off season action, if you will, on track. So kind of yeah. just plodding away at, at that. Pretty much, yeah. I'll mention we did have we did have a segment about the women's the uh, women's national championship and had Maggie on to talk about that, but that didn't go so far. So because that recording didn't happen, do read uh, Maggie Doster's piece about uh, how tech can maybe capitalize on the newfound or not newfound, but evolving popularity women's basketball and how incredible of a title game that was and just final four as a whole uh so outside of that let's move on to now um you'll notice jack here me is hosting and not akshay and that is because our dear co-host i know stats guru akshay is has a new job he is now the data engineer at atlanta united uh, in their scouting department so he's been taking the week to uh figure out his just find his bearings he's he was working from home i believe in his old job and so now he's gotta like go to an office Oh my God! What is this post COVID oh, world like? Oh no! What a shame! Commuting, but, uh, I say, as I may be moving very close to my office. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. we're really pr- we're really proud of him, and we're thrilled that he's going to get a chance to work for work in his what I believe is. The, I mean, you could correct me. I mean, soccer's we don't we both know soccer's his main sport, and combine his absolute nerdery of analytics and the best sport to, for him, and voila! So uh, he'll be back. We're just doing this week without him as of now so um super proud for him yeah yeah i uh i don't know if i've ever told this on the podcast if i had it's been at least a while but uh the the first time i met akshay it was at a women's basketball game uh, which feels very fitting for this podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, and he was in a an atlanta united uh, quarter zip and i don't know very much soccer like i just watch it because it's a sport kind of thing and and because all of y'all talk about it and sometimes have me go with um but uh Anywho, he's in this Atlanta United quarter zip, and I've never met this guy before. I'm like, are you are you wearing merch for the team that doesn't exist yet? So we got off to a great start, <laughs> uh, but it really it, it, it's full circle for him. So super super proud for him to join the the, the team of which he's, uh, I guess, a founder. I don't know how that club stuff works. Founding uh, member. But, if you uh, had season tickets from year one, year one, you are called a founding member. Um, Jack, are you a founding member? I no, I am not. I am not. Ah, sadly, dang, uh, sad. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but been going to games well, since game be, one though. I was gonna say you can. Oh, me too. I was I was in the Upper North for that at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Okay. But uh, I was gonna say we can all be founding members for when Georgia Tech inevitably, hopefully, starts a women's soccer program. So please, please God, I hope that happens. So uh, <laughs> that'd be that'd be the best. Listen to our summer episode about where to put the stadium if you want to hear more about our thoughts there. Uh, 
that's, and that's submit all. submit recommendations for other random things for us to talk about for the yes. summer. If you have thoughts, email us from the rumble seat at gmail.com. I've been told I need to plug this earlier in the episode. You can also yes. uh, reach out to us on, on Twitter or leave a comment on the site. We, uh, the summer is coming up sooner than you might expect. Really we're is. going to, we're, we're going to go wide. We're in a yeah. post masters world now. So it's really, it's really good close to summer. Um, yeah, we have some plans for the summer, but we definitely will need, we'll need more content. So tell us what you want to hear. Um, yeah. On to some uh, more pressing news today. Uh, today is Tuesday, the 8, 11th of April, and this morning, uh, the associate head coach and defensive coordinator of the Tech women's basketball team, Tasha Butts, was announced as the new head coach at Georgetown. So Del Fortner loses one of her stalwarts on the bench, um, arguably her most important bench coaching bench piece. Um, she spent four years at Tech. Uh, with uh, with Nell the whole the whole way, uh, she was promoted to associate head coach in nineteen. I want to say, and then she got the defensive coordinator uh, title this past season. Uh, this is going to be her first head coaching gig. Uh, Georgetown has been on the steady climb. They made their their last time they were over five hundred was a few years ago, and then they had like a four a five win season and then a nine win season. They finally got over the ten win hump this year, but uh, so they're on the they're they're on the they're on the up and up, and I am sure they'll be positively changed by coach butch there so uh that 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 a great loss for tech i think if there's any singular coach uh <laughs> that we wouldn't want the, outside of the head coaches that i would say we have to keep her i would say let's keep keep tasha but uh i don't know Greener i, I do have i do have one that comes to mind first out of no disrespect to to coach butts uh that would be one Mr. James Ramsey but uh ah. perhaps that's also my 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 biases being a <laughs> Uh, uh, currently having baseball on on my other screen type uh, type frontal uh, front of the mind ah, type yes. thing, but um, yeah, I don't think she could go to a more similarly named team to Georgia Tech than Georgetown. And, um, uh, at all of the conventions, she's going to be at the table right next to Georgia Tech. It's going to work out perfectly. She'll be right next to us. Yeah, it's getting a table next to your former employer always a good time. Um, but uh, no, congrats to her. She she did great work at Tech, um, including. On and off the court, um, we definitely uh, definitely wish her the best there. Totally a well earned gig. My anecdote right now is this is why kind of I kind of hate that she's gone for us, but just selfishly as a tech fan, is there was a couple of games where Tony Morgan clearly just was still learning how to figure out how to play in the ACC and get better and clear some mental hurdles that she hadn't cleared before. And Tasha was the one that would talk her down, um, or not talk her down, but help her just get back in the moment refocus and all that she was she was the main person it, on the bench to do that so um it's a very uh a parental figure i'd say everyone that i've heard that's been around uh tasha has absolutely loved her so i am sure this is the, the the team the players are gonna miss her as well so uh any last bits before baseball uh not too much not too much there again congrats again to to coach Butts. In the baseball world, uh, they're currently playing Auburn at home at the end of their homestand, so we'll see. Hopefully, that might end while we're recording, so we'll see if we get a result by the end. Um, in grander off-field news, Mark Deshera's number 23 was announced that it will be retired before the May 20th game against Virginia. Uh, if you're wondering why that didn't happen earlier or sooner, it's because one of the requirements to have your jersey retired at Tech is you have to have graduated, which he did last year. So he was became eligible then, and so he's getting reti- number retired now, and he has the other performance criteria more than cleared. So uh, he's well well earned to get this. Um, I don't know off the top of my head how many numbers we've retired. I know it's like it's at least four or five, right, somewhere in that range. 
Uh, what retired numbers? Yeah, for baseball. Um, mm, I don't know exactly what they are off the top of the head, and the media guide I currently have open on my yet another screen uh, is only the the historical results. So if you give me like two seconds, I'll no, you're fine, the you're fine. number there. Let yeah. me re- let me really do some results. Uh, just uh, just so you all know, we're not going to go over the results that we missed in last week's episode. We're just going to do this past week's per normal. Uh, so last Tuesday, uh, Tech beat Georgia Southern thirteen to seven, which would have been a re- really a really notable win last year, considering how close we were to them. But uh, Georgia Southern's unranked this year, along with us, uh, so we got, took care of them. And then North Carolina came to town. I would say over the weekend, but it was just Thursday and Friday because the weather just was so disparate looking ahead on Saturday and Sunday. So they played on Thursday night, and then a doubleheader on Friday. Um, the first game was an eight one loss. Uh, to the Tar Heels, Dawson Brown allowed the bulk of the runs in that game. Uh, and Dalton, Dalton Smith, though, he had seven seven strikeouts in three innings pitched, uh, which was the most he had thrown uh, in a single game. Uh, and then we lost 10-6 in game two. It was Luke Schmolke's first start in three weeks and just didn't go that well there. Josiah Siegel had to pitch his season-long four innings to clean up things uh, before the... I think it, was ben, it wasn't Ben King. Someone cleaned up the last inning. Um that was the first game of a doubleheader. Second game, we won 8-4. Campbell had three hits, 15 total in that game. Uh, much finally got the bats out. I, uh, these scores, 8-1, 10-6, 8-4. This feels a little too normal for Tech. There's no there's no blowout, and we didn't get blown out. Yep. Um, also, before I comment there, just to tie up a loose end, it's actually only two retired numbers, and the oh. reason we got our numbers crossed, well, two, this will be the third. Yeah. Um, there are also four honored numbers oh. which seems like just a way to skirt the, re- that, the that, which, mm. uh number retirement got significantly harder in april 2010 jack and i were going over the rules before we got on just to make sure because i figured i'd bring this up at some point uh essentially you must have a bachelor's degree from tech and one of the following national player of the year national award and then first team all-american and won a national championship and an uh, an mvp so uh lots of layers there but that's a pretty onerous gap uh my presumption there is these honored numbers don't necessarily meet all of the or all the criteria there um mark Teixeira is an honored number there though so the the yeah. total so he's getting number- a promotion yes he's getting promoted from honored to retired uh <laughs> joining jim luck and Jason Veritek, Jim Luck, 44, Jason Veritek, 33, Mark Teixeira, 23. Uh, Luck was not a uh, not retired for his uh, work as a player. Jim Luck was retired uh, for his work as a head coach. Uh, I've done some historical uh, work on that in the past, just writing up his story. Uh, I recommend going uh, to check that out because he is somebody who served just – just about every aspect uh, of Georgia Tech sports uh, as an administrator, as a coach. Uh, and dare I say, he's uh, one of, if not the only person to ever perish while on duty as a like Georgia Tech person. He was killed in a uh, road accident uh, the night before the UGA football game uh, in 1986. So uh, again, he may not meet uh, those other criteria, but uh Jim Luck certainly uh, a deserved deserved one. Definitely, definitely a story to check out. Not to distract from Mark Teixeira, obviously a, a great uh, player at Tech, a great philanthropist, and a great businessman. Um, great player in the MLB too, of course. But um, yes, 
yeah totally took a left turn there go look up jim luck uh i didn't do him justice there go 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 do that but go, but go yeah. do that indeed uh i got to graduate with mark the he was he was in my graduation ceremony i got a picture with him it was kind of the we yeah accidentally fun part of uh, my graduation ceremony is retiring with MLB, dude. I shook his hand, and then I saw how big his hands were, and I was like, I understand why Yankee Stadium was such a favorable short porch for you, because of <laughs> course you were hitting bombs out of there. That made perfect sense once I shook his hand. Um, well, so. uh, the uh, it, it sounds like that uh, may have been one of the three keys to getting the number retired, so congrats to him. There we go. Uh, not too much more on the UNC series I mean, they're 13th ranked it was gonna be a tough one getting a win out i think was a, a success um we're currently playing auburn as i mentioned uh so uh, not counting the auburn game which if it's, it's over cool if not i have too bad uh it's, we're it's still going but still going we're okay winning. where we are oh, we're winning okay good enough. famous last words because we said that the last time we played auburn and we're recording a podcast so. <laughs> it's not a good trend we have um so we're 19 and 13 in terms of record as we're recording seven and eight in ACC play, which puts us fifth in the coastal. Um, we dropped from uh, six and seven, or is it no six and? You were six and six before this weekend, so we're now sub 500 after that loss. Uh, North Carolina went up to eight and five in ACC play. Uh, Jake, remind me the quality tournament qualification criteria for ACC baseball. Uh, ACC baseball is finished top. 12 there are 14 teams so basically two don't make it um and once we get to acc play we'll have we'll have three pools of four there's the whole bunch of weird tiebreakers we can do a podcast episode gotcha. when it comes right. out. but basically uh finish top 12 uh and then you're you're in the mix for the acc i think we'll be all right considering clemson florida state Pitt, and virginia tech all have five or fewer wins um and we've got some winnable games ahead of us on the schedule so i think we should be fine there um fifth in the coastal as i yep. said that's all i have for the midtown atlanta portion of it of a of a collegiate you got anything before we go to uh to the drew hills area so we uh do need to talk a little bit about the rpi just uh you know because it's important and we're mid-season uh so we want to start looking uh towards the end of it uh like we said just got to get top 12 for the acc However, for the NCAA, uh, of course, there are 64 slots. 32 of those go automatically to the conference. Winners, most conferences these days, are playing, um, you know, uh, tournaments and whatnot. So uh, usually those go to the tournament winners. That being said, Georgia Tech is currently sitting 64th in RPI. Uh, you might say there are 64 spots. That's great. Well, because of those, uh, you know, automatic bids, usually that cutoff is closer to, you know, 40, 48, somewhere in there. Uh, just because of uh, the nature of having to uh, get, uh, you know, making sure that all, all those uh, other folks can can get in those conference winners. That said, Georgia Tech is trending in the right direction uh, after the, I believe it was the, yeah, the Notre Dame like double header weekend. Uh, Georgia Tech was sitting at 94th, 95th. Uh, we're down to 64th, so trending in the right direction. Uh, most of Georgia Tech's scheduled uh, good uh, teams, if you will, are still uh, in play. Uh, we have the opportunity to play the number two in RPI, Virginia, uh, for three games set. Uh, we go on the road to Miami. Oh, and to be clear, the RPI does like road wins, too, and the selection mm -hmm. committee does like road wins. So uh, the opportunity at number 16, Miami, uh, at number 36, Virginia Tech. Uh, we have the Auburn game that's currently ongoing, and then 
three at Duke, uh, who are currently 51st. So a lot out there. Um, and, and then uh, a couple of opportunities, hopefully, against the greater than 100 RPI folks in the midweeks and against Gardner-Webb and Pittsburgh to kind of pad the wins as well. Georgia Tech does need to kind of finish with their their head above water and, and winning record and all that good stuff. They're, they're currently, I believe, at 19 and 13 off the top of the head. Yep. So, all righty there. So, yeah, winning winning solves everything. So, so we're not out of it, but it's probably going to take a tournament victory to somehow get our way in, if I had to guess at this point. We got we got plenty of runway left. I mean, you, you go you take two out of three against Virginia. You take two out of three against Miami. You take two out of three against Duke or Virginia Tech. You know, you, you just got to... Get some, gotta win. get some wins under the belt. Win every weekend is, is what they say on the D1 Baseball podcast. They uh, yeah. they had Tech in their first four out, um, or at least in consideration for their first four out when they were gotcha. discussing it last week. All right. There we go. Uh, so that was Midtown Atlanta. The Drude Hills area of Atlanta had some ridiculous baseballing happen. Uh, for those not familiar with the Atlanta area, Emory University plays in the Druid Hills area uh, and their baseball team, their D3, uh, plays in the Colonial, I want to say? No, it's not the Colonial. Uh, University it's, Athletic Association. The UAC, that's it. Uh, they had a doubleheader as well where they scored uh, 62 combined runs, 31 a game, literally. They got 31 in one game and then decided, let's do it again, literally. Um, it set a whole bunch of their conference records. I don't know if it actually set any D3 baseball records for I don't know. I didn't look that far into it. I don't know how well they record keep in D3 relative to D1 and all that, just because resources and everything. But uh, I, I, it, I I couldn't believe what I saw. It literally was a 62-run game. I feel so bad. That's like work. That I have ne- I have I have played some awful youth baseball games where we got outmatched. It was never this bad where we allowed 31 runs in a game. Like, I have not seen that, even in youth baseball. So, uh, I can't even do that in MLB The Show. Like, that's like I can't even do it there. Like, I'll, I could try. I couldn't do it. Uh, and they did it in real life. So, that was crazy. I don't know anything else to add there. Um, not too much to add. Uh, Emery, as we are one to admit on this podcast, is pretty darn good uh, at basically every sport at the D3 level. Well, so, they are, um, yes. If, if you ever need to pick me up, uh, you know, just uh, just go tune in there. Uh, they're probably in the process of winning some other conference or national championship, i.e. swimming. It seems like they do that every, they have a very nice every pool. year. They have a so. Very, very nice yeah. pool that I got to swim at a few times. Um, Same. If, you got, uh, if, you, if you're in Atlanta and you haven't visited Emory, go visit Emory. It's a very beautiful campus to, uh, see, to walk. I, I, I will say I'm going to take a bit of a left turn here. Uh, okay. When I was at Tech... Emory kind of felt like it was on the moon, even though it wasn't very far away. And I think that's because it's not real. Like it's on Clifton and it's on Decatur, but neither of those roads really go all the way to Midtown or like, no, there's no like, or like the North South corridor, you know? Yeah. None of the roads go straight from tech to Midtown or to, to Emory. It's kind of like, you got to take Ponce, but you got to divert off Ponce, like around the Drew Hills country club area. Ponce to Clifton or Ponce to Oakdale, uh, you know, something yep. like that. It'll yep. get you there pretty quick. It's mm-hmm. not that far. It's it's only a little bit past, you know, Briarcliff, Moreland. Now we're getting into the nitty gritty about Atlanta. So uh, <laughs> we'll try to keep that short. But yeah, no, just something I've appreciated since being off campus. Well, one in, in campus, especially if you don't have a car, you're you're not really uh, as able to to get around Atlanta. Thank you uh, for ripping out the streetcars all those years ago, Atlanta. Good job, uh, but. Uh, but, you know, Emory's definitely worth uh, at least checking, checking it out. 
definitely a definitely a different vibe than Georgia Tech. But yes, really yes. in a bad way. But no, not at all. It's its own thing. It has, it does a really good job. It's, it's beautiful. They keep building new stuff there. It's really fun. Uh, okay, moving on to tennis. Uh, let's go to uh, the men first. They played host to the Louisville Cardinals and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish this past weekend. Uh, suffered a 4-3 loss on Friday to Louisville uh, in doubles. Uh, Martin and Chopra, or Andres Martin and Keshav Chopra were the only line to win at 6-3. Uh, and then Louisville won the second two lines, so they got the doubles point there, which in a sense was the determining factor there because they went 3-3 three and three in singles. Mar- uh, uh, Martin won his match and Chopra won his match. McDaniel lost, Shokri lost, uh, Sachdev won, and Bauer lost. Uh, it was the fifth match, so that was Shokri's match, when he lost 7-6. Uh, he lost 7-6 in the third set at 7-5 tiebreak, so it really came down to the final points of this match to secure the final points. So another, uh, uh, this happened again, another just really tight match where the effort's clearly there, and they just barely lose out. I'm, uh, I'm probably giving away the lead just a little bit here uh but you'll never guess what the score was at louisville uh, last year too was it, was it I, four I, three with it the was, last with I, the last second loss i don't know if it was a necessarily a, a last second loss but i vividly recall it was a little bit earlier in the season being like man this team is just so snake bitten so last year they lost uh four three to Auburn early, 5-2 to South Carolina, 4-3 to number 9 Georgia. They lost 4-3 to Notre Dame. And then, bam, March 6th, 4-3 loss uh, Louisville. And then they wound up following that up with a 4-3 loss to Virginia. So when I say this team just cannot catch a break sometimes, it two years in a row against the same team, you know? It, oh, it's yeah, brutal. Like, it's brutal. That do be brutal. Um they what's what's coming up next? They got they're gonna be in Virginia next week. Uh, Sunday, I'll know. Oh, I, I skipped Sunday's match. Uh, they won four nothing over Notre Dame, so got that one taken care of. Uh, they just decided to not finish the uh, unfinished matches once the fourth point was clinched. It was clinched by Chopra, who won eight six in the second set uh, for a two zero sweep in his match. Marn won his match, and McDaniel won that match. So just the top three lines got their wins in singles after Tech won all the doubles lines or won two doubles lines. It was, I believe, on serve in the third. So. All good there. Uh, they're going to go to Blacksburg and Charlottesville this coming weekend to play VTech and UVA. And I think uh, I don't got anything else there. Is there? Is, I was going to say UVA is scary. So okay, okay, thank you. That, the, that's the context I needed. Yes, get the uh, get the Virginia Tech win. Virginia Tech not a bad team either, but um, probably the more it's probably okay to say that it's the more accessible uh, of the two of them. But they. Uh, they would be well served to notch a win. It's their last two regular season matches before the ACC championships in Cary, North Carolina. Yes. Um, yes. Tech is currently twelve and twelve. Perfect twelve and twelve. Um, Another so. mediocre team, or by record, I guess it's. Oh yeah, I mean, the, yeah. It, it it's the nature of playing, you know, the ACC, which is you know a phenomenal league in in tennis, and yeah. then they're they're out of conference. Yes, they. They did, uh, you know, make sure they got some Presbyterian and some Wofford and some Alabama State and some Furman, but Auburn, South Carolina, Georgia, boom, boom, boom. Those are just as good as any of those ACC teams that you're that they're going to face. And before we wrap this up, I do want to verbally stall for about ten more seconds while I pull up the ITA rankings, just because those uh, those are important here as we look to wrap up. Uh, wrap up the season strong. I think tech might be playing on the outside 
looking in, if you will, they're currently sitting at 65 uh, with a 7653 power rating from the ITA. They're behind Clemson, uh, who they handled pretty solidly. They're behind Notre Dame, who's 13 and 12, and they throttled this weekend. It's just, man, they 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 played some really tough teams. They're behind Miami, who's at 47, and you know, you know, Tech played them relatively well. I'd say it, it's tough, man. Mm-hmm. Louisville Dude. is uh, 32. Like all those would be great, uh, yeah. great wins to have back. A and M, who they played uh, really early in the year uh, in the ITAs. Um, yeah, just it's just tough. They, they played some phenomenal competition. Far away, so close, as Mr. Bono says in one of his songs. So. Oh, well, uh, let's move to the women's side. Uh, they're the 22nd rank Georgia Tech women's tennis, I should say. Uh, they only had one match this past weekend against Clemson. It was a 5-2 win. Uh, the doubles line was a Clemson sweep, uh, but in singles, Carol Lee, Kylie Bilchev, Mahak Zhang, uh, Alexandra Cruz, and Rosie Garcia-Gross all got wins, so lines 1 through 5 all got wins. Uh, Lee went to a third-set tiebreak, won that 8-6, so a real close one there. Uh, Pilchev won in two sets pretty easily. J- Jane won in two sets pretty easily. Cruz had to go to three sets, but won sets two and three, six one, six one. Uh, and Garcia Gross also won in three sets. So, uh, good little, uh, good little, good win there. Uh, Clemson, I think the website said they're like 39th ranked or something like that. So, uh, not not a bad loss, not a bad win at all. Like for keeping keeping up momentum going into ACCs and all the rest. Uh, Kind of wish the doubles came out better, uh, and they did lose seven five and seven six in two of those lines, so they were close. Uh, but yeah. uh, glad they got the getting getting some good singles down uh, was good. They Clemson only had one ranked singles player, so and we had four. Well, that feels notable as well. Yeah, yep. Clemson is uh, after today's. I think it was today, maybe it was yesterday's update uh, to the rankings. They're at like thirty seven. So yeah, that top forty window. Interesting. They interestingly they've played a lot more matches than tech they're 15 and 9 techs yeah. at 12 and 7 i believe um so odd i don't uh i don't pretend to understand exactly the ins and outs of non-con tennis scheduling because uh it does seem like some teams do play a, a decent amount more matches than others but uh like we said georgia tech currently sitting at, at 12 and 7 with quite a few ranked players and and uh definitely have positioned themselves Nicely, uh, I think the main thing to think about with them uh, is they're sitting at 20th. Mm. Where you want to knock yourself into is the top 16. Jack, do you have a guess as to why that might be the case? You get to host some matches. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep, uh, they're on the outside looking in for that right now, I would assume. Uh, but uh, that being said, it is the ACC. Uh, they are definitely going to be getting some opportunities to uh play some you know good good teams that are left there's uh florida state for sure uh who's up next but then they've also got miami uh before of course going to the tennis championship and also in Cary. um and yeah <laughs> who knows uh who you'll run into there but between indeed uh but between the rest of the conference there's quite a few opportunities to, to get some to get some quality wins in terms of the folks in front of them right now there's Miami, uh, who they're also playing very, very soon. Uh, Virginia, NC State, uh, Duke, and UNC uh, above them. So I guess that makes Tech, what, sixth or seventh best team in the conference? And they're in in the top 20. (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) Which is crazy. The consolidation of tennis power. Um, Some recruiting news, actually, on the tennis front. Uh, Scarlett Nicholson 
uh, announced her verbal to come play tennis for the Georgia Tech women this coming year. Uh, she is uh, one of the top 20th ranked Canadian junior players and currently is in the top 200 in the ICF junior rankings. She's been as high as 173, which is this year, has a 5-6 and six record against blue chip players, which I just discovered was a rank above 5-star in all the junior ranking stuff. So, uh, not bad. Oh. Not that bad at all. <laughs> so, we'll take that. Uh, and then on the men's side, I just decided to pop into the men's side and see, oh, did we get anybody? We did. We got like one of the top top. What I got like one of the top five star guys, uh, Chris Aurora at a Newport Beach. He's a board, like he's right on the borderline of blue chip and five star. So uh, there's some firepower coming from California to the flats apparently on the men's team. So that's gonna be fun. Um, I don't know anybody else coming as of now, but it's just the ones that came up in my feed this week. I think I think Andres was out of California and maybe Marcus, but I I can't remember. Uh, can't remember exactly there. And I remember being so excited. I can't remember if it was. Now it's probably before then. Um, this is a long time ago, but uh, friend of the, actually from the Rumble Seats writer himself, um, Ethan Kreger, I remember mentioning to him, I'm like, oh, maybe it was a women's recruit. I don't know. I was like, Ethan, you got a five star. That's awesome. And he's like, no, 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 no. In tennis, you got to be getting the blue chips. Yeah, got the like, blue. Get the blue. I'm like, this is so dumb. <laughs> but, uh, you know, more power to him. Uh, borderline blue chip is a good one. And uh, yeah, Scarlett Nicholson uh, definitely uh, definitely seems like a good good pickup as well. So. We will take it all the same. Uh, I'm going to watch this Hawks game for like two minutes, and I'll let you talk about Section 103. Oh, yeah, right as my uh, computer decides to just start dinging. Uh, but uh, you know what? That is okay. We will overcome in the meantime, section 103 is what we are talking about today. I know that uh, we've gone on about the Junior's Grill shirt, so I will give you all a break on that. But the good news is uh, is that uh, section 103 is shipping again. And that means not just their great shirts. Junior's Grill shirt looks awesome, by the way, uh, and uh, a great way to support a, uh, a new tech tradition, if you will. But also uh, stickers and buttons and pins and all that good stuff that they've got there as well like we said uh we do love their shirts they're very soft there's one under this sweater that i'm wearing right now um and uh we also really love the uh the opportunity to get stickers pins and other fun stuff from them so go check them out uh free shipping on orders over 70 bucks every day it's uh, i don't know if you have enough time to stock up before the spring game but uh definitely make sure that uh, when you're out at bobby dodd in the fall uh that you are rocking your section 103 whether or not you actually have tickets in the real section 103 it's all the same to us jack back to you you mentioned the spring game i completely forgot to put that in the outline there's football at georgia tech yeah. this weekend on saturday yeah. at one o'clock uh, the spring game will kick off. Uh, I believe Wreckfest is at 11 a.m. If you want to be on campus for all the for all the stuff, um, a weekend. We mentioned this some weeks ago when it got announced, but hey, a weekend uh, football game is going to be fun. Uh, I will note at the same time there's also volleyball happening. We're gonna, I'm going to hold off a second before we get there. Um, but yeah, so this, this will be the first Golden White game under Brent Key. Um, I do not know if a format has been announced. If it's going to be classic offense, defense, or some Hugh Freeze chicanery where the defense is winning 24 nothing before the game starts, and then they figure it out from there, and the winner, like, I don't know, eats steak. That game ended in a tie at, in Auburn, by the way, so I don't think anybody... I, I, I don't know what you eat in that case, like Chick-fil-A, Canes. I, I don't know what you do if you, if you tie at a spring game. 
uh, with steaks involved for what meal you eat. So uh, we'll see. We'll get to they see just some. Just give all the steaks to me. Oh, that sounds call. like a good idea. That's a good yeah. call. Um, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, I, at least I'll be there in the crowd. Jake, I assume you'll be. It's yeah, somewhere I'll in be, there. I'll be there. Uh, I think uh, it'll be a good morning to start out with, you know, uh, some sort of Atlanta recreation and or food, be that mm. biking, tennis, golfing, walking, running, biscuits. I don't know. I'll do something interesting in Atlanta in the morning, but uh, definitely by one o'clock, you'll see yours truly in the stands as well. I think uh, for those of you that have not been to a baseball game and perhaps that may not live uh, in spinning distance of New Realm, uh, that it might be your first time to check out Ale of an Engineer, which was a phenomenal uh, pairing for my baseball watching the other day. So uh, that that's uh, something interesting to check out. I also saw that uh, subscribers to the Tech Way are getting invited to the Letterman Lounge. So yes. perhaps that's an incentive there yeah. uh, as well. So. If you don't know what the Tech Way is, that's basically the NIL portal for fans to sponsor athletes directly. Um, and there are some perks that come with it at varying degrees and levels and whatnot. So um, this Looks like to be one of the first uh, ways to take advantage of that if you are so inclined. I know there's be, there are plenty of uh, athletes beyond the football realm that also could use some help if you feel so inclined. So uh, beyond that, uh, it should be fun. It's, uh, it's the, the, the weather looks nice, so I think it'll be it'll be nice outside. Shouldn't be too hot, um, and I think it'll be a good time out there. So I'm gonna shift to volleyball here, uh, which I do want to mention this, even though this was two weeks ago. Uh, they they're doing some spring scrimmages. Um, there was a bunch of schools that came, no results or anything like that. Maddie Oliver, formerly Maddie because she got married to Tobias Oliver recently, uh, was there with the ex, ex or not the recently ex players uh, with Aaron Aaron uh, with with yeah, my mouth is no longer saying words. Aaron Moss and Reland Morissette. Uh, Julia Bergman actually dressed for that game and she got she got a couple points in. Uh, she, she she convinced Collier to let her play, and I believe uh, a little birdie told me she's going to try and do the same this weekend. Um, Middle Tennessee State and Georgia are going to be here the same time as the spring game. Middle Tennessee State is like Why? the morning. It's well, Why? they're doing it before and after. It's before and after. Middle Tennessee State starts at eleven thirty a.m. and then Georgia starts at four p.m. So you can theoretically go from O'Keefe to to uh, Bobby Dodd back to O'Keefe. I would go to the Georgia one. I think it's going to be the main the main game there. So um, I will certainly be going to this game because if if it is the last time we see Bergman play, it'll be worth it for me. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that pretty much covers it. It was very interesting uh, how many teams were in town for volleyball. I believe that also lined up with uh, a pretty major youth club volleyball yes. tournament locally. So. Very much, uh, Atlanta was volleyball capital of the world, uh, I guess, uh, a couple of weeks ago. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's wild to think that uh, the Bergman era is over. I remember being at game number one, uh, so or oh, I guess man. home game number one. I can't yeah. remember if that was the season opener or not. But uh, time flies, and and I think kind of something Akshay and I have really reminisced on over the years, or just kind of sat with, is like. You only get four years. Um, so, you know, if you're uh, you're looking over to, you know, maybe kind of tipping our hand for what's coming next softball, like there's only four years of Emma Koff, uh, yeah. health, uh on the flats. You four slash probably five even less if uh, if uh, some of the these baseball boys keep uh, keep hitting well, you know, they don't know. they don't know. always stay for even a full four. So um, no, they don't just appreciate them while uh, while they're here. And, uh, you know. That's uh, good on good on Julia for going out and you know making it uh, 
making it to the big time because she's certainly going to have that opportunity. She is, yes, she has plenty of opportunities. She being world world renowned volleyball player, we literally have the most famous person on Tech's campus outside of maybe Angel Cabrera is Julia Berkman in terms of popularity in the sports world. So, um, it's it, 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 even it, more it, well known than Angel too. I would say. maybe maybe yeah. Um, Different parts of the world. Different parts of the world. They inhabit. Yeah, true. Their, their true. bases are different. Co- they have different continents as their home bases there. So, uh, but anyway, if you want to go see volleyball, it'll be free. Good time at O'Keefe. It was packed last time, so I, I don't know if the spring game will impact it or not, but it might be packed again. So I uh, just uh, just be ready to hustle on over if you want to go. Uh, yeah. So let's shift to softball, which is right next door to O'Keefe. Um, it, it, notably, they're finally done with this just absolutely brutal stretch of games, which was Virginia Tech, Clemson, and Florida State, where they only played the top fifteen teams. They lost all of those games. Uh, they were in it on a, in a couple of them, but they still just couldn't pull off one of the big upsets there. Um, so, I mean, we, Jake had mentioned this. The schedule has a standardized rotation, and uh, you just kind of—it's kind of a luck of the draw thing of who you play. Unlike volleyball, where you play everyone and then a specific few teams twice, um, you just you just play who you get in softball. So, uh, just the worst draw this year by far. And that's not really anyone's well, fault there. So. We played all three teams, three of those teams last year too. So I guess next year will be great. Next year's gonna be great. <laughs> We're gonna win a lot of games next year. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Um, knock on some wood, Jack. Be careful. I know, I know. Um, so we had Boston College came to town this past weekend. Uh, they were the closest team to Tech in the standings in terms of ACC play, and also like right hovering around 500 as well overall. Um, got the series win two to one, five one win in game one, four three loss in game two, which they had to lead. Uh, Boston College had a late inning comeback off it. I think it was a double off the wall that just barely got got them the win. And then Mercy ruled them 10-2 in the final game, which was a good Blake Nellman start, and Sarah Beth Allen had a bomb. So, uh, anything... Uh, let me add some stats before you riff off on some the deeper the deeper nitty-gritty. Um, they're currently at a plus-seven run differential. They were at minus one going into the third game of this series. They're now above 500 at 20-19. Before, were, uh, 18, they were 18-18 and 18 beforehand. Uh, and they're 4-11 in conference play, which has them outside looking in on the tournament. So anything, and they were playing Jacksonville State during when we started recording. I think they won that game. Uh, so they might yeah. be twenty-one and nineteen now. So two little, games over five hundred. Little too close to com- for comfort uh, for for yours truly. There, uh, nine to six was the final. Oh, it was uh, nine four earlier. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tech got out to a three zero lead. Uh, basically, various back and forth happened. It was nine four after the top of the six. Tech did hang a five spot on them. Uh, which proved to be the difference in the game, uh, or I guess, uh, you know, uh, yeah, because they, they won by three. Uh, Jacksonville yeah. State came back in the bottom of the sixth uh, to tack on two. Those uh, six Jacksonville State runs were spread across uh, six different or four different frames, apologies, uh, and three runs uh, while Chandler Dennis, who got the start, were in the circle, and Blake Nellman, who got the win but uh, gave up uh, – Three runs on on four hits, three walks. Um, so definitely uh, a game that was a, uh, a by committee, not really kind of honed in on on any one thing. Just a lot of a lot of traffic on the the base pads, uh, if you will. Jacksonville State is, I believe, top one hundred RPI. I think they were eighty five uh, when I checked earlier when we were talking about it. So um, not a terrible team, and it was at their place. Um, so you know those. Uh, those standard caveats do apply there. Gotcha. Any other of the is USI or any other rankings updated for us, or should we move on? 
Softball is uh, currently waiting on some script updates I'm trying to push, and that's kind of what baseball has been on the shelf as well. I don't know if I've mentioned here before, but uh, I'm trying to digitize all of the all of the media guides for baseball, softball, football, bets, basketball, tennis, anything where you can match up against someone. Just getting a full list there, and that's kind of taken most of my most of my time. So, you know, just uh, having to prioritize is a little bit annoying down the spring stretch, but um, you know, it'll all be worth it in the end. And of course I'll probably have all this wrapped like the day after the season ends, but <laughs> <laughs> we might do some, uh, some quick patches for, for next week to get back up there. But RPI has tech um, or sorry, not RPI adjusted RPI. If you will, has Georgia tech uh, sitting right at number 49, uh, still with a very strong strength of schedule. Uh, Louisville is currently at 50 right behind them. Other folks in the neighborhood of interest. Um, let's see if anything pops out. Notre Dame, uh, they're currently at 53. Uh, looking a little bit further up the list. Uh, kind of kind of a shelf between Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, Louisville, and your your top 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 tier, if you will. That's your your classic Virginia Tech, Clemson, Duke, uh, Florida State. So certainly at least how the numbers belie it, how uh, the NCAA calculates has like a top four and then like a next three-ish and then kind of everyone else after that. So gotcha. much better than the 4-11 and 11 conference record, I think is the main takeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's note that. Nine of those losses are to like top, top teams. And I mentioned this in my piece I wrote a few weeks ago, like the schedule just killed them. And so they're, mm-hmm. and they've won all the other games they should, they're supposed to win and they beat Auburn at home as well, or a lot of the games they're supposed to win. And they beat Auburn at home, so they're they are not a bad team. They are kind of just playing as their schedule dictates. I'm hoping to get some time with uh, Coach Morales soon to kind of see what she thinks about this before the season ends, because I, I I'm really curious to see how she feels about this. If they feel like they kind of got schedule screwed, I mean, a, 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 any coach will say you got you got you you got to beat who you play. It doesn't matter who you playing. Um, you yeah. just you got you got to beat whoever you can. So, um, but I still would wonder how much. Just where, where her head's at there. So okay, I, I, I am going to put one more thing out there. Go. You know, they've got a couple of uh, conference series left, right? That's North Carolina. That's Pittsburgh. That's Duke. Um, you got to get that top 10 spot, um, you know, so you're playing at least some postseason ball. Uh, but we do go on the road to Duke. Uh, that's that's the, really hard. But that's a, the, just the, the killer part there. That's. Oh, a, yeah. yeah. Uh, the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. So not this weekend, but next. I mean, that's. That means you're getting the top four teams by RPI in the conference in in a single year. Obviously, that happens to some people, but in terms of balanced schedule, this is this is not that. And and uh, there's some there's some to- coaches, some situations that that bring it on. Like I mean, yeah. I, I think in our interview with Coach Collier in the fall, she was like, "We got the hard schedule," and it seemed like it was something she had like requested or like basically basically yeah for. <laughs> yeah yeah even yeah. women's basketball is like yeah we want the hard teams we want to make sure we're ready to go and and I, i'm i'm sure i'm sure eileen morales and the staff here do too but man yeah. like man it it just gives you a lot of a lot of opportunity to play really good teams and with it how does. the 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 stuff is stratified stratified more power to them keep your head down it it means that duke is another three opportunities to get some great wins and then north carolina pittsburgh uh, they they've got a a game left against Georgia State, another one against uh, that was just rescheduled actually against Alabama State. Good to get that one um, rescheduled and and on the calendar. But you know there there's some opportunities to get wins, and I think you know yeah. Tech's clearly got the strength of schedule. It's just going to be a matter of you know uh, when it beating Alabama State and Georgia State, uh, a matter of you know two and one or better against both of. 
Pitt and North Carolina. And then, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you're, you've given yourself some leeway to at least be above 500 when the season ends, which is, you know, they yep. got to do that. You know, like it, it's just how it happens. Like that, I, that's one of the things about making the tournament period yep. without the auto bid. So. I'm praying for, we win all the games. And when we get to Durham, North Carolina, we win the first game and the second two are rained out. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We, we swept them in a one game series. That's, <laughs> that's the goal, right? Oh yeah. A lot of blue on this. A lot of blue teams on the schedule here. It's gonna be wearing the golden white uniforms quite a bit here. I'm gonna guess. So, there's yep. there's there's uniform corner. Uh, track and field. What do we have here? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna vamp a little bit on this. It looked like it looks like it was mainly distance runners that went up to the Flames invite at Lee University in Tennessee, uh, a place that Jack and I just learned existed. So that was cool. Um, uh, yep. Uh, Flames invite mostly D2, D3, NAIA, other. Other type schools, I know Belmont, Chattanooga, uh, Huntsville were there. Emory, the aforementioned Emory, uh, they hey. were they were there as well. At least some athletes. Um, but um, but yeah, no, it looks like it was mostly distance runners. The uh, main, uh, I guess, finishes that I saw were in the five thousand and the ten thousand. Uh, the five thousand tech did go one, three, four, five. So that's great. Uh, Helena Lindsay, Mary Brady, uh, Liz Galarza. And Katie Earwood, all uh, all in the mix there. Um, wow, Liz Galars, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Cross country, woo. Uh, and then James Craigan and John Higginbotham, third and sixth uh, on hey, the men's John. side. Again, it's it's basically your your cross country names. Uh, all, all coming back to roost. Uh, in terms of the rest of the team, they were in Athens at the Spec Towns invite. Uh, Tech did get uh, a couple of top three finishes. Jameson Miller uh, did finish third in the four hundred. Kayla Rose second in the 800, uh, Allie Walker third in the 800. So uh, great stuff there. And then Chris Chirano took home second uh, in the 800 as well. Uh, Shanti Papacosta and Omar Aranat did play second in the high jump. So I guess the way that the site classifies those events is that it was three events, men's or women's, or yeah, men's or women's. So I would classify it as top three finishes in five events. Yeah. So uh, you know, goose those numbers, but uh, really great to see top finishes. It, it, I mean, Spec Towns had a, a number of uh, really quality teams there between Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech, Virginia. Um, I believe Southern was there. I think I saw uh, Tennessee State. Yeah, uh, Georgia State. So, you know, the uh, kind of a selection of, of local teams you'd expect to see, plus uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech, a couple other uh, Clemson, you know, the, yeah. the Usual suspects, I guess you could say, type sure. uh, type lineup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff there. Um, the most important student at Georgia Tech for the, of the last fifty years. He just turned fifty. His name is Buzz. Um, he is the most recent national championship winner. Now uh, on the flats, there is indeed a national cheerleading competition, uh, which came about. I think it actually like formally came about in like COVID or something like that. Um, and Tech's done, at least uh, Gold Rush has won a national title as well. Um, and now Buzz has a national title. He won whatever the 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 uh, the, the mascot competition was, uh, he won it. So uh, Buzz got a ring. Buzz got a ring, y'all. Uh, I, I hope he does actually like, get a real ring. That'd be cool for him to have. Um, he's, it's he's got to be mascot-sized, you know? Of course, of course. Well, I mean, he does like wear like football gloves. I actually... I, I, he, I, I, interacted with him at a softball game recently and he was wearing football gloves like the like the tacky football gloves not his usual silk white gloves and he's he liked it he's able to 
I don't know why he wore the football gloves. He just was. So there's I, I, now he's wearing the Adidas gloves. He's wearing the Adidas shoes now. So, you know, tradition just going out the window year by year here. But anyway, so, yeah, congrats to, you know, Buzz, the best mascot of all time that now is a national championship winning mascot. So good stuff there. Uh, golf. Did, did we golf this past weekend? Have we golfed? Yeah, I we didn't do a new uh, tournament, if you will. I just did want to shout out the Godwin because we didn't really get to talk about that. And because I like talking about the Godwin because they actually play match play golf. And golf's oh, weird. Right. You got you got stroke play, you got match play. It's all a massive jumble all over the place. Uh, but Tech was the runner-up uh, at the Godwin. Uh, they were paired up with number 13, Oklahoma. So some pretty good uh, pretty good competition there. Uh, obviously, they're... They're also good, <laughs> um, but um, Tech has been uh, runner-up. I think I think it was four times before this weekend, and it's now five. So uh, they're really good at finishing second. You know, if they did that at NCAA's, I think I'd take it. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah, no, the, it's just an interesting event. They they do a match play, and and I think uh, that's kind of what makes the ACC championship final uh, or like the final two days of that like so mm-hmm. riveted, like. It's not always on TV, but dang yeah, straight. It's fun when if it I is. am not just sitting on my phone for like two straight days going refresh, refresh, refresh. You know? <laughs> it, I think it keeps me on the edge of my seat better than stroke play, but maybe. Oh, I'm yeah, crazy. no. That, I, I mean, that, I mean, the Ryder Cup is uh, uh, the best of the best sporting events out there, and it is match play golf. So there you go. Uh, the last little bits here, uh, men's basketball. There's been some transfer portal action. You can check out the website for that. At the moment, I don't really have much to say there. Um, I forgot to write about Survivor this past week. I didn't forget. I was on vacation. I intentionally did not write about Carson Garrett this past week because uh, I wanted to enjoy the beach for the first time in four years. So that's what I did. Uh, and then... My mom commented on that. She was like, oh my gosh, you guys are covering Survivor now. I'm like, Aww. I'm like Jack is covering Yes, Survivor. it's just me. It's just me. It's just me. Uh, I appreciate people that are reading yeah. that. Like, It's totally just a, a hobby for myself so I can inter- enjoy the show more. But uh, for anyone that reads it, I do appreciate your, your eyeballs in this particular situation. Uh, club sports, well, yeah, where's men's lacrosse at? Yeah, so men's lacrosse is going to the SELC tournament. I want to get their opponent right, so just give me one sec to pull that back up because I'm silly and I, uh, I'm going to plug my phone <laughs> I close it out. That. But um, uh, essentially the SELC is kind of like the the best of the best, if you will, in, in collegiate club lacrosse. I'm, I'm a little bit biased, but um, in terms of who tech gets, they are matched up with, they're matched up with Florida state. That'll be at LaGrange, Georgia for the quarterfinal. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what comes past that because uh all they have on their website is the quarterfinal but you do have to win it first in order to you know keep going and uh florida state is is a really solid team their team that's kind of rocketed their way up the mcla ladder during the year i think at one point i may have commented on this on the the oops i went to the wrong website because i want to get their ranking correct uh but um mcla.com does not take you to the lacrosse's uh website so if you want to look for it it's mcla.us but um in terms of florida state i am vamping here just a minute while i pull up the poll at some point they had climbed like 18 spots in in one fell swoop or just something nuts like that uh for the record georgia tech uh currently sitting at number nine of florida state is currently sitting at 14 they're 10 and 4 after a loss at 
Florida. Um, so uh, Georgia Tech 11 and three sitting at number nine, like we said. So um, should be making for great competition. Uh, yeah. Like I said, the SELC, uh, really a, a phenomenal phenomenal league so uh it'll be it'll be a gauntlet the rest of the way in, in yeah. terms of in terms of the teams um one thing to note georgia tech's most recent win was against utah valley who's currently sitting i believe at number four in the country so okay. uh definitely definitely something to uh to you know add add a notch to the belt tech uh i would expect to be uh certainly in the mix for the mcla tournament but uh it would also be great uh, to win the SELC. Uh, again, our division is uh, the school in Athens, uh, ourselves, South Carolina, um, all three uh, really phenomenal teams. Yeah. You've got Alabama, Vandy, uh, you've got Florida, Auburn, Florida State, South Florida, and, and UCF uh, in the division Division one. So there, there's only five teams. Uh, so quarterfinals, I, I guess you really will would only potentially not see, I guess, USF and, and UCF, but you know, it's going to, whoever we get in the semis and, and championship, if, if we beat Florida State, it's going to be yeah. a, a, a really tough matchup. Like I said, Florida State, 10 and four, really, really quality year that they've put together there. They play a lot of really good teams this year. So uh, even though they're the nine, the nine, ninth ranks, that, that doesn't disturb me in any way. They've, they were challenging for the top rank, but they're, they're good enough to beat the top anyone any day. So hopefully, well, I mean, good, good if, vibes if, there. I was going to say, if you, if you think about it too, the, uh, just the uh, like the quality of, of of play just within the conference is, is super high, and you're it, it's it's like tennis, right? You're yeah. you're locked into having those teams on the schedule. So. Yeah, yeah. That is all of the active sports news we has you you have uh, we have. Whew, boy, it's it's getting late for us here. Uh, baseball trivia. Let's knock out baseball trivia because you said it was a good one, and I do want to hear this. It's a very simple question, Jack. Oh boy. Okay. What? percentage of all time Georgia Tech baseball games have been coached by Danny Hall. Okay. It's a lot of them. He's been here 27 years. Uh, uh, I think it's a little bit more than that. A little bit more than that. 92, 93. I don't know. It, it, you're close. Whatever it is, you're close. Okay, and we're playing what? I mean, we're playing fifty plus games a year. So, oh boy, that's a lot of. He's won already. He's already won a couple thousand games. Uh, he's probably lost about fifteen hundred games as well. Oh my goodness. Okay, uh, I'm gonna. You're a little high on both of those, but okay. Again, keep in mind we've been playing baseball since 1895, with the exception of a couple of like war and great depression. Yeah. Years. Yes. Okay. So, twenty years. So like say almost thirty years out of over a hundred so i'm gonna guess i'm gonna also assume there's some schedule schedules are longer than they were pre-1950 i don't know 1960 so let's i'm gonna go with about 40 percent wow you are much better at guessing this than everyone else i've asked this question to (laughs) georgia tech has played has won 2577 games has lost 1,650 uh, and tied 27 games. Yes, we're all total. good on that. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's your total number. So I guess of games. the to- I guess the total. I guess Danny Hall's wins were all of the totals. <laughs> yes. Um. Yes. So that equates. Little off. I Little off. Four thousand two hundred and fifty-four uh, all-time games. 
Okay. Danny Hall has coached 41% of those 4,254 wow. games. Wow. Yeah. The other, I, I've, I've asked this question about probably eight or 10, eight or 10 times at this point. I've gotten 16, 18, 15. Uh, they're all in like that teens and twenties range. Um, so you get a gold star. Um, you did much better at this question than I was expecting. And uh, for those counting at home, yes, Danny Hall, 41% of all-time Georgia Tech baseball games. I will say uh, joining the ACC um, late you know, late 70s and then into the early 80s is really when the schedule kind of uh, ballooned there. For yeah. a long time, Tech was only playing really, I guess, uh, in – a little bit of March, most of April, and a little bit of May. So it, it's certainly pretty much every sport universally. Like just the schedules exploded in terms of sheer numbers of games in the last fifty years or so. So it makes yeah. If if anyone's been, to, I mean, like Coach K, I'm sure at Duke has coached like six, at least like sixty five percent of the games there, just because of how many more games basketball has now and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yep. maybe not sixty five, but that kind of that general concept holds, I think. So okay, and, that was like, and, I think, uh I, I will say one more thing, and you got to think about it like this. Even 20 years ago, there a lot of schools were only playing 11 football games in a year or two. That's and, true. And That's true. Think of not playing 12. What? That's not. Uh, That's only dare, 20 years ago. Who dare so. plays an odd number of games in a sport? Couldn't be us. Couldn't be us. Anyways, yeah. uh, I think that's all we got here. Hopefully, we'll have actually with us next week after he gets settled in Atlanta United. Um, hopefully, Atlanta United will win this weekend too, out in Toronto. Um, and we'll see what the Hawks do. They're currently playing the Heat and winning in their play-in game, so that'd be cool if we get to wake up tomorrow to a win. Uh, beyond that, I think that's all we got. Feel free to take us home, Mr. Grant. Yeah, of course. Uh, as I plugged earlier, from the Rumble seat at gmail.com is the best place to send us your thoughts, feedback, suggestions for the summer. I'm leading with that today because I really want to uh, make sure we're engaging you guys. Uh, we'll... we'll We'll be doing some uh, some finance episodes. We'll be doing some history. Uh, you know me. Love me some history. We'll be doing some previews, some recaps, some state of athletics, all that good stuff. But uh, we want to make sure we're talking about what our audience wants to hear. Uh, so so come find us. You can also find us from the rumbleseat.com. Uh, we put up articles with these. We put up all sorts of articles. Jack writes about Survivor, uh, the Internet's number one Survivor journalist. I have declared um, the bastion uh, of, of Survivor content. Um but you can also find us uh, on Twitter at FTRS blog. Uh, you can find me at jgrant 98 Jack at Jack Nicholas. You can find uh, us on Facebook and Instagram at from the rumble seat on both of those platforms. And as always, uh, you can support our wonderful partners at section 103 at section 103.com and at section 103 on Twitter until next week. Uh, this has been the 163rd episode for the second time of signs of the Southland. Good night. Good luck. And go Jackets.